Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Business Growth Show, where we talk about all components of business and how to utilize them for exponential growth. My name is Nathan Cassiotis. I'm a business growth expert where I help business owners grow and scale to create wealth and freedom. And today, I have an awesome guest. His name is Vaibhav Nahara, and he is a TV show presenter, educator, inspirational speaker, video marketer, and is all about education and personal development. And he started his journey as a bully victim. His teachers called him the broken radio. But things have happened that changed his life. And ever since, he's been on a mission to help teens and students become champions in their school and life. And he inspired more than 240,000 teens in use from 51 nations, running a TV show on national TV and being recognized by international forums. His virtual tour during the pandemic helped students realize the champion in them. And he helps them to express themselves where they laugh, they cry, they dance, and that's how they learn. And he's also the founder of Nectar Media, where helps professional speakers and business professionals with video content to build their personal brand. Welcome, Vaidhav Nahara, and thank you for being on my show. Super pumped. Thank you so much for having me, Ethan. Let's, let's rock this. Yes, mate. I love it. I'm sure it's going to be awesome for everyone watching and listening today. So firstly, you're a very successful entrepreneur at such a young age as well, which is amazing, which I love. Um, so for those people who don't know who you are, Please introduce yourself by telling us about you and your journey. Yeah. So first thing, just to be clear, uh, I consider myself a student, uh, then a successful entrepreneur right now. So I'm myself in the journey right now. Appreciate you saying that though. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about my story. If you knew me as a middle school student, you would know like a few things about me, you know, math, science, karate, dance, music. I was great at none of them, but I was great at one thing and that was getting bitten and bullied. Now, even in bullying, it's generally Ethan about seniors taking on juniors or classmates making fun of classmates, right? In my case, my juniors would hit on my bum and walk away. I'd keep walk, I'd, I'd keep watching because I had nothing to do. I was super low on confidence. I was into an addiction at the age of 13, you know. And then somewhere in 2017, I was into a camp and things happened that changed my life. You know, back then I came back, I interned at eight random companies at the age of 14. My my pitch was simple. My name is Vabho. I know English. Can I work for you for free? I just walk into random offices, you know. I sold uh, electric lanterns. I sold memory cards. I sold pain drives. I sold table tennis balls. I sold books, you know. And with all of that happening, yeah, it conspired into a journey where I ended up starting my TV show and then starting my first business, which was a, you know, uh, life skills coaching, training and event company. Uh, and when all of this was happening, I took a pause to question, you know, what is it that changed everything, you know? And it was a simple thing. It was a realization that there is a champion within me that changed the ball game for me. I think it's within everyone. We just are not there realizing it at any given moment. The moment I realized it, I realized that I want to go on this mission to help others realize their champion within, you know, and that's how it started as a professional speaker. I spoke to students all across the world with my videos, with webinars, with live seminars. Uh, I spoke across the U.S., many places, uh, in you know, starting with France, Germany, Netherlands, and basically all of this conspired. And you know, at this one, at one point of time, I was realizing that this impact is amazing, and I was getting all of my work built up based on my personal brand online, you know, the content I was putting out, the videos. And I had friends that reach out about how you're doing this, how you're booking your gigs, you, you're doing this. I'm like, well, it's this, this, this. I do this with the videos. This with... I realized that there's a problem out there that getting video content 
is the key to growth in social media, which leads to sales and booking gigs and stuff like that. And that's when I started my company, Speaker Videos, which was, uh, yeah, it was a business that helped professional speakers build their online personal brand with video content. Eventually, we uh, expanded our market into helping other other niches with their personal brand. We rebranded as Nectar Media. You can look at us at nectarmedia.io. But uh, yeah, that's a little bit about my journey. And uh, I, we student, all of us are students in a journey to seek from the library of the universe. And yeah, I happen to be one of the students. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for sharing that journey. And I agree. We're all students. Um, you can never learn everything. Um, and yeah, we should always have that student mind and keep growing. And you've done so much. And I love uh, from a young age and, and just, you know, you keep going and, and, and adding value, which is awesome. And I know for me, when I was younger, what I see with a lot of young people is that there can be a lot of limiting beliefs, right? That teachers or especially parents, right, can give us um, at a young age. Um, so do you want to share a little bit more about that and how we should look at them, you know, if we're young growing up and there's some limiting things that, you know, our people around us are telling us? So this is a thought I've been lingering around with recently. Our goals are our largest and biggest limiting beliefs. I'll tell you what I mean by that. Whenever we are assigned, when we are young, we are kids, you know, we are assigned everything into our life. We are assigned what our goals should be. We are assigned and that's a lot of time unconsciously, you know, the kids get from parents that this is what I can earn. This is who I can be because the parents do this. The parents are over here and the kids develop that as their glass ceiling. You know what I mean, right? And they set a target for themselves that I want to be the best in my college. I want to get the best out of my school. I want to earn $100,000 a year or whatever that goal is, you know. And once we set that goal out there for ourselves, we go on a journey chasing them, getting them to get over there. The problem is the goal that you have set is actually what you are being bound by. You think that you are flying, but what you are flying towards is a is a dome. You know what I mean, right? And that's where the limiting belief sets in. So it's a little bit unconventional to say it, but every time you set a goal, you're starting with a limiting belief and you start with uh, being aware of that. But what you do is that you give yourself challenges that First of all, it starts with being aware that, okay, this is what my limiting belief might be. For example, I had a limiting belief uh, that every time I spend money on learning, uh, I get it wasted. It's not worth it. It's a very small thing, right? But what you do is that you spend on education, right? And when you spend on education, you realize, wait a minute, maybe I'm wrong over here, you know? And then you give yourself evidences that, okay, this limiting belief is actually an illusion that I've set for myself, you know? And once you cross one limiting belief, you realize maybe there are more of these over here, you know? And then you go into the another one and another one, and that's how you keep breaking. But I think uh, no matter what we do, there, there are layers of limiting belief that remain. And to be a free thinker is one of the most beautiful things that a man can achieve in their lifetime. But what you do is that even if you have limiting beliefs, you start with awareness and you keep pulling the dome up and up and up. So you can fly ahead. The other point is if you know these goals sometimes, as I said, might be acting as limiting beliefs uh, are needed because sometimes if the sky is open, you end up going nowhere, you know, because you think I can do anything, but why would I do anything? You know what I mean? So in a way, having limiting beliefs towards the goal uh, helps as well, but you just keep increasing the glassing. I know this is an answer that's a little bit absurd, but uh, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, cool, man. No, I love it. It's all about putting different points of view, right? And this is the power of coaching, mentoring, and listening to other people, right? Because you get to think about things in a different way. You know, interesting. So there's pros and cons to this. 
Uh, and how can we then, you know, increase that lid of that, of that dome or, you know, wherever it is for you. So love that, man. Really powerful. Let's talk about inspiration now. And this can be powerful for motivation, you know, for people. And some people can get down. Everyone has challenges, right, from time to time. And um, how can they sort of pick themselves up? So do you want to share a little bit more about that and how we can be more you know, inspired and motivated, you know, in our lives? Yeah, so I'm, this is something that uh, I'm in a journey of figuring out as well. I think uh, all of us operate from different emo like emotions. You know, we all have emotions. We have anger, we have joy, we have bliss, we have happiness, we have hunger, we have obsession. For I think what works for me is figuring out what is that one emotion that triggers my motivation to do things, right? For example, if I set out a specific goal, which might be a limiting belief, but if I set out a specific goal that I'm trying to achieve, like I want to earn X amount of dollars. I want to build X amount of people into my team. I want to do Y. So basically setting out specific goals and then knowing what the consequences of not achieving it would be, right? For me, it might be, I would hate to live a life where someone tells me what I want to do or someone sees or decides or has any influence into what I want to do with my life. And thinking that, well, if I don't do this, that's all the consequences. And then knowing what the consequences of going through with that goal is, which is, well, I get to travel the world and learn at the same time and document my journey and create videos out of it. And you basically sometimes time travel and teleport yourself into the position where you want to be. And then you teleport yourself into position that you would heck to be. I call it anti-dreams. You know what I anti-dreams? So you set out some anti-dreams, you set out some dreams, right? And you keep juggling between them, the pleasure and the pain. What is the payoff? What is the cost? And that's something that really helps. The other point I think that's very essential is to realize that you and I and everyone listening to this are not going to be super pumped all the time. You know, we're going to have moments where we might not feel our 100%. And this is something I learned from someone I really admire. They said that, you know, the difference between people who achieve things and people who don't is they show up no matter what. Right. So even if you're not motivated, just sit with your laptop and play around with the keyboards, do some less, there are tasks that are less mind intensive. They're just manual tasks. Do something, get started, you know, and just make sure that you know that you're doing something, that you're making some progress. A lot of times, not always, but a lot of times when you do that, the motivation pops up, the discipline pops up and you end up starting to do things just because you took that first step. And my sister is a nun. I have a background where uh, I have a lot of influence of spirituality in my life. And one of the things they says, and I'd say, it, I'd say it in Hindi and then I'll translate it for you. It's like, Din mein man ka kitni daman kiya. like the key question to ask yourself at the end of the day is how many times in a given day did I roll down on what my, you know, uh, what my wants were. So it's like the emotions that we have, like there are things that we want in life. For example, uh, I want to eat momos at a given moment. I want to eat pizza. I want to sleep. These are human emotions. The question is, how many times in a given day can you do things despite having these emotions? How many times can you let go of those emotions? And that's the true measurement of your emotional success. So yeah, a few touch points and thought patterns over there that might be useful.
Yeah, awesome, man. Love it. And uh, I love the the pain and pleasure because um, they say people do a lot more to get away from pain than do to get pleasure. So I love that you've included that and, uh, you know, that other element there of, um, yeah, wanting the wants and everything like that, which is, uh, yeah, really powerful. Love that, man. And it's still that confidence now because you're very confident. I'm quite, you know, very confident as well. And people could go to us, oh, vape, 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 and you guys, it's easy for you. You're confident and all this stuff. And yes, we've invested in ourselves and we built ourselves up. Like we didn't grow up like this. We were not born, right? Like this, we've we've sorted out to better ourselves. So what are these people that maybe are a little bit less confident, right? Uh, and they want to build this skill of confidence. What, what sort of tips could you give people for that? I think, uh, and this is with confidence and everything else in life. You do things you don't want to do. You do things that you're afraid to do. And that's how you develop it. You don't like to speak to people, speak to people. You don't like to make food but you have to make the food it's so simple to say but here's what you what i mean by that i had utter hatred of talking to people i and i come from a background where i was like i wouldn't speak to people i was bullied i used to try to recite poems in my college uh, in my school assembly and I'd, I'd fumble i wouldn't be able to do it and now i have over four thousand students who have taken my paid courses on public speaking you know what i mean to say here is that you so here's how it works for example if anyone is confident is not confident about themselves you start with doing things that you don't think you can do you do things that you think are difficult and when you do it you validate your emotion of confidence confidence is simply you believing in yourself you trusting yourself and how do you trust somebody when they put in the effort when they show that they are trustable to show to yourself that you are trustable that you follow through on things that you do what you said you're going to do and when you take those action steps in the right direction, the confidence manifests itself. It's actually present in us, you know. The other thing is, for example, I'm afraid to talk to strangers. I'm afraid to talk to people. I was heck afraid of talking to people. What I did is I started this mission called the Smiley Mission. I'd walk up to strangers every single day in the streets and just say, hey, I don't know your name. I'd just start this with like, hello, do you remember me? It's like, who the heck are you? I'm like, my name is Vabhav and a mission to make random strangers smile. Can you smile for me today? Yes, I got slapped by strangers. I got hugs. I had people crying on me just because I asked them to smile. What this does is when I've done it to the five strangers, I realize, well, it's not as bad as it would be, you know, and you build those mental muscles to let yourself know that, well, I think I'm confident with it. And I know there's an inertia every time you get out of your comfort zone, you know, but hey, what is the cost of not getting out of your comfort zone? What is the cost of not doing the things you're supposed to do? You know, and if you start evaluating and working your numbers, you'll start, man, I'm I'm about to get bankrupt in there. You know, you're getting bankrupt of life if you're not going out there doing things you're supposed to do. So yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah, awesome, man. Love it. And uh, you know, just to add one little thing is that the, the biggest regret of the dying is that regret, right? Of the past of not doing things that they want to do. So we don't want to sit there in that regret, right? Um, and you can't, we can't change the past now. Everyone has some things they probably regret that they wish they did. But from yeah. now on, from the present to the future, we have the choice, right? To go all in. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, love it, man. Really powerful. Let's talk about success now. And I think success can be defined in a lot of different ways, right? Depending on the person. Um, so I'd love to hear from your perspective of how you define success and, you know, what we should be, you know, striving for, you know, when wanting to be successful. Uh, I, I like, again, a very generic thing to say, but I think success is a very relative term. Like 
what you want out of life might be a billion dollars what i want for my life is to be able to just travel the world not to be concerned about anything just experience different cultures and most importantly seek inspiration from strangers that's what i want to do with my life me being able to do that is success for me right for you it might be building a business that's a billion dollar worth that's cool that's success for you so the question is not if you're successful or not the question is not if you're going to be successful or not the question is what are you trying to succeed at you know it's like trying to say i want to go but and i want to be a goer and i want to reach there but where are you trying to go where are you trying to reach you know is the reach that you are saying just because you saw 100 people doing so is it because the society is telling you that's the right thing to do and of course i don't think it's it's very easy to have original thoughts this stage you know but the th- the point is you you're open to being influenced you're open to hearing things out but do you really want what you want to want you know it's 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 like you define what you want with your life for me the successful version of me at right now might be different from the one three years from now right in the past i wanted to build a chain of schools and stuff well that's something that's dormant right now because i want to travel the world and that's my vision that's my success you know so i think it starts with defining what you want with your life and it's not easy to find out how you do that is basically by having so it's like whenever the the grannies cook meal right they have you taste a bit of it to see that is it actually good enough right and what you do is basically have a taste of whatever you see your dream life is you know if it's to build a business try building a small business see if you're enjoying it you know if it is and it it might be simultaneous as well a lot of times travel it's like okay go backpack for a month and see how it feels like you know and you figure out you you open up to different routes and figure out whatever is best for you and uh, if you are and and if you are breaking that down then into what is my monthly goal what is my weekly goal and stuff if you're getting yourself a tick in what you said you're supposed to do congratulations you're in the right direction yeah <laughs> love it man really powerful um that you know focus and then trying it out so true um especially when you're younger you don't really know as much but even when you're older it's like you know you've been doing something for a while you got to try things um to know whether you enjoy it or not um, so love it, man. Really powerful. Now let's talk about video content now, right? And I know that you uh, this is your newer business and you're doing a lot of cool stuff. So we can we can delve into a lot of different areas about this. But let's just go firstly go why is video content so important now in today's market? So it starts with the basic human instincts and natural format of conversation right from we were coming into human existence was seeing people talk to hear people out, right? and initially it was having people speak in person listen to them now most of our time is spent around the video boxes right you have a chance to empower people inspire people take them to war do the heinous of things and the most beautiful things by speaking the right words and the right emotions in the right way the problem though is there's so much noise out there that to stand out to be visible it requires a lot at nectar media we have generated over 20 million views for our clients and this is through the video content that we have been producing for them the content strategy that we set out for them and stuff like that but the power of video is unprecedented at this point of time not just people like like because people like watching it you know if you see 6 6 years ago 7 years ago used to use facebook to see photos of your loved ones that was the primary like you might have watched a few witty feed 5 minute crafts and stuff but primarily you were seeing pictures of your loved ones that's what it was for now it's changed to a point that you basically scroll through your social media to have video content 
Like we want everything quick and that's where it comes in, you know, a bit of inspiration, a bit of happiness, a bit of uh, happiness might not be the right term, a bit of laughter, for example, right? They say TikTok has the largest amount of laughs per minute in the human history, you know, the reason is it's, it's accessible, it's easily doable. So I think the the need is unprecedented, but the point is no matter if you end up doing a thousand videos, if you're doing it wrong, it goes nowhere. You know, you basically end up losing money. It, it, it ends up not getting any, any ROI. The ROI in video content comes from adding value, but at the same time, making it edutaining that people have a payoff to watch it. Because let's be honest, the information is fulfilled out there already in YouTube. You know, the long videos already, their content already. How do you stand out? Either you, I, either you tell them something new or you tell them the same thing in a new way. You know, that's the two options you have to stand out. And to be able to do that, designing the right call to action, the hook, content framing, or even if it's a long form video that people appear in, a podcast like what we're doing right now, you know, figuring out the key segments, that's the key part. The editing is the easy part. Figuring out what is content and what is not, you know, that's the, that's the primary concern. And then you edit them, you make it accessible to people. I was reading a research the other day and 60 to 70% of people using Instagram, watching through reels have their sound off. They're not listening to it. So having the subtitles in there, making sure it's dynamically done. So a lot of specific factors coming in, but the overall idea is that you want to make education entertaining and either deliver the same point in a new way or deliver new ideas to people. Yeah, awesome, man. I love it. Completely agree with all of that. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about like the type of videos in terms of the length and stuff now, because I believe they're becoming shorter, right? Over time now, what people are wanting and it's sort of becoming a bit more portrait. And, uh, you know, there's certain platforms, I guess, you've mentioned a few today of what's sort of going there. So where should we, we be focusing, you know, this content on and, and um, you know, how we're actually, um, yeah, delivering that? If, if you were to ask anyone four years before this, they'd say the answer is simple. Where is your audience? Just make sure you put your content out there. I disagree to that idea because we have seen results of our clients, right? What happens is at this point of time, everyone is using everything in a way, right? Uh, you have some time for me. I spend some time in Facebook for X thing. I spend some time on Instagram for the Y thing. I use TikTok for a little bit for entertainment. I use LinkedIn to just catch up on how my colleagues are doing at work and stuff like that. So all the platforms do exist. It does start with understanding where your audience is, but hey, your audience is everywhere at this point of time, right? You can make a TikTok about building a business strategy, make it fun and people are going to watch it, you know, rather than saying in today's masterclass, I'm going to teach you three strategies to build your business from scratch to zero. You're going to say, this is how I took a business from $0 to 100,000 in three months. And I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. And then there's a, so basically designing the content in a way that the audience listening to it is accustomed to in that format. Like in Instagram, you want to make it quick. And TikTok is very similar, right? Facebook has a little more dynamic way of doing long form a little bit as well. But at the same time, I think it's in, in, it's in merit to repurpose the same kind of content in every single platform out there, you know, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's what makes this easier as well. So yeah, that's my little bit of opinion about it. Of course, the length of the video has decreased and that's for obvious reasons, you know, uh, it's nothing to do with TikTok. It's nothing to do with Facebook. It's, it's to do with human psyche, you know, our average attention is decreasing, our average 
attention is decreasing. I can't stand sitting 15 minutes in a college classroom with someone lecturing me because nah, that's not me, you know. So yeah, it is short form. So you have to learn how to deliver a lot of things in very little time in, in a very efficient way. And uh, yeah, that's how it works. And I hope that helps. Nice. Awesome, man. I know you help uh, your clients uh, do a lot of this stuff as well with it, which is very cool. And I know like for myself, what I've heard and, and what's good for a lot of people is by modeling people, right? Like you look at what is trending or what's going on in the market, who's doing good things with videos, and then you can model similar ways, right? To get some ideas. So what are some tips of like people or places that we should be looking, right? So that we can see about like who's looking at some good stuff there and go, oh, we can get a bit of inspiration going. Okay, I'll get a bit of an understanding now so we can implement that as well. Inspiration is to find out the industry leaders in your specific segment. For example, if you're talking about self-help, have a look at what Brendan Beshard is doing. Have a look at what Tony Robbins is doing. Have a look at what, uh, you know, a lot of other speakers are doing. But the point is, if you see each of the industry leaders, they are industry leaders because they're doing something different. You won't find very similar content format. I do agree with you that modeling makes sense. But the modeling that makes sense in understanding what kind of content people like to watch. Presentation, if it wants to be raised to people at a large scale, has to be unique. You know, it has to be something that's that people identify you with, you know. And that's where, you know, professionals come in. It's easy to figure it out on your own. Uh, but thing is, you have a payoff and cost in terms of the time you spend into it. And that's how 80% of our clients are business owners, full-time business owners. I say to them, your business is to run a business, right? Uh, you let it go to the people who have expertise into it and let them take over and let them get you what is required. The other point to realize though is that growing an audience, building a business with content is not a sprint. It's a marathon. You know, you never know how you get a client six months from now because you're pushing out content once every day for six months. You know, it's, it's, it's very unpredictable to know how you're going to generate results. It's clear that if you going to lead to business coming in your way. Yeah. Awesome, man. I love that. Um, yeah. So true that um, it's happened to me as well, right? Where I've done my podcast for over three years. I think it's, you know, you've done your show as well for a while. I think it's less than 1% get over a hundred episodes, right? Because most people don't commit. And I've had clients two years plus in that have found a podcast interview of someone and then reached out to me and I've signed them up as a client, right? Whereas most people stop after 20 episodes. Um, right. So, you know, it's, it's the same thing, right? Long-term game, which I love. Um, it's that uh, instant gratification moving away from that, which most people want, right? It's delayed gratification. And that's where the, how you build that brand. Um, okay. Right, right. So, love it, man. Really, really powerful stuff there. And let's talk about the tech side of things. I think this is important as well, right? Like just using your laptop camera is probably not good enough, right? Like, you know, to do this, you want to have something that's maybe HD and then the microphone, I think especially is important, right? And the different types of microphones. So, cause you know, you could be doing the editing, but the people still have to have some decent tech, uh, basic tech at least, if not high level. So do you want to maybe just give a little tips and stuff of what's the minimum things or some things people should be thinking about with their tech? Yeah. I, I would have a slightly different opinion on this. Now, if you were doing long form content, the quality and stuff like that have a big impact. 
But when doing short form content, there are two ways of doing it. One is you establish yourself as an authority. The other is you establish yourself as an reachable out of reach person. For example, we have a client who basically makes videos while he rides bike, you know, and uh, his content is more like, yo, I'm accessible. That's about, it's, it's more about the kind of brand you want to build. On the other end, if you are a professional speaker, you know, there are two ways to do it again. You want to establish yourself as a high profile thought leader, or you want to establish yourself as a very uh, relatable, you know, a very accessible kind of professional. Right? And you choose among those routes and basically build your brand that way. But if you're, if you're choosing the other way around, where you, we are more casual and stuff like that, People understand you as more authentic and they're both cons and, you know, uh, pros and cons to it. But that's the personal brand you print out of yourself. If you're doing that, of course, you want to be making sure that people can hear you. Of course, you want to make sure that people can see you. But at the same time, it's also, it's, it's very importantly about the words that you use, you know, the hooks. The tech side is important. It's not, not important. It's not like walk away, you know. But what I'm saying is that it's more, more, more about the content, right? And of course, editing has its very important role when it comes to how you approach it, the time segmentation and stuff like that. Now, the other route, if you're going for professional speaking, there are rules of thumb that apply to both. I'm going to talk about it. First of all, a lot of time people, when they're speaking, uh, of course, you want to be, be able to do videos in portrait. And what that means is whenever you're filming, like you are right now, Ethan, you are in the 30 to 40 percentile middle part of the screen whenever you film a landscape video. This way you can have an option to, you know, repurpose the content in any format you want. It is very important to have captions in the videos. Very important. Ideally, you want to have dynamic captions, which are a little bit more animated, a little more uh, people can basically have a payoff you know it's kind of a little bit of not gimmicky but a little bit active engaging kind of a thing the other important thing is to show what you're saying it's very 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 important if you're talking about business being built out of scratch show it in the screen have layers over you of things happening that way whenever you're technically make sure that the camera is in the 90 degree angle at you so that people can feel like let, let me show you. If someone is watching you from above, it feels weird. If someone is staring at you like this, it feels weird, right? And that's the same when it goes to phone. So you don't want to be doing this or this, you know, you just want to making sure that you're at the 90% angle of the video. And of course, uh, have a good amount of voice modulation. If you stick to what we're doing right now, this is more of long form content, right? Make sure you're modulating your voice a little bit. Make sure that, you know, the audience can feel engaged with what they're saying. Or the other approach is that you want to give high value. The choice of, and I'm saying a lot of things here, but the choice of music becomes very, very critical, you know? So these are some factors coming in. And uh, yeah, I hope that unorganized piece of. Yeah, awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's uh, really powerful there. And um, all these little golden nuggets, right, that you're sharing, which is really great. So thank you for that. Um, much appreciated. And yeah, we can just use our phone, right, at the same time, if needed, and just do a nice little selfie record and uh, get that um, authenticness out of us like you were talking about. So love that. Let's talk about coaching and mentoring now. Um, you know, I've got many coaches and mentors, and I've had, you know, even more in the past. How important has coaching and mentoring been for you, where, you know, to, to get you to where you are today and what you've helped you to achieve? life-changing in the sense that if someone is where I want to be 10 years from now, it took them 10 years to fall through on the pitfalls, to go through challenges. 
And if I can find out the landmines before I walk into the field, I can try to avoid them. I can try to walk over them. I know what to do when I step onto them, you know? So what this does is like, whenever you have mentors who have been through what you are trying to build, uh, it gives you access to thought patterns that this is how I'm supposed to think when this happens. This is how I'm supposed to model this. This is how I'm supposed to not do. Basically, it gives you a lot of thought patterns and it gives you access to mental models that you can choose to deploy wherever required. So very essential, very helpful. The only thing is when you're trying to seek mentors, you don't want to have people who are calling themselves experts. You know, you want to be with people who are where you want to be, you know, who have achieved what you want to achieve. And that's how they can give advice. Sometimes advice, even if it's paid, can be lethal to you because the other person is successful maybe, but not at what you want to be successful at, you know. Someone is an Olympic champion, that's amazing, but you can't make a gymnast teach you how to swim, you know. You can't make a table tennis player teach you how to be successful at basketball. Is my mentor successful at what I want to be successful at, you know. And that goes with every segment of your life, you know. Your business mentor might not be your best mental health mentor. Your mental health mentor or, you know, your, your mental health therapist might not be the best at telling you how to build your business. So figuring out the right people for right kind of things is super essential. I think that's something people miss out on because once they start trusting mentors, they think, well, this guy knows it all. Well, maybe not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. Love that. So true. Completely agree. Um, shortcut and being able to yeah grow a lot quicker than we would do ourselves. And uh, yeah, it's been very powerful, mate. You've definitely shared a lot of value here today. And as we're starting to wrap up, what one key piece of advice would you like to give to all the entrepreneurs watching and listening today? Yeah, I have just one wish for you. And that is that I truly, truly, truly root for you to live your personal legend, to live every moment to the fullest, because there's so much happening in life to look around, be grateful for. There's so much to laugh about. There's so much to cry about out of bliss. No matter what you're building, no matter what you're doing, make sure that you take moments for yourself to reflect on the magnificent beauty that's utterly unthinkable that we are blessed with and say, thank you for this, you know, and uh, that is going to get you more of what you want to have. Yeah, love it. Completely agree. So powerful there. And yeah, we connected through our networks. I learned about your awesome journey from, you know, being bullied to selling guidebooks across your class to now running, you know, Success Society International, an inspirational TV show called Being Champions on National Television. And now with Connect the Media, with all your video content marketing, which is awesome, mate, and taking it to that next level. Uh, awesome guy. Um, so, so confident, so knowledgeable. Um, and I'm sure he's going to continue to grow over the coming years and, and help you know, teaching students become champions in school of life, as well as helping the um, professional speakers and the business professionals with their video content to really build their personal brands and, and attract those, you know, clients um, that they want over time as well. And, and very grateful that we connect and look forward to working with you. So, baby, how can people find you and get in contact with you? Yeah, I just want to take a moment to also thank Kevin for whom built this connection in an uh, indirect way. You can reach out to me as Vabhav Nad in any of my social platforms. My company website is nectarmedia.io that goes by N-E-C-T-A-R-M-E-D-I-A.io. Uh, you can just reach out to me on any of my social platforms or email me at speakervabhav at the rate gmail, S-P-E-A-K-E-R-V-A-I-B-H-A-V at the rate gmail.com. I'm sorry for my name sounding uh, a little different for you. You can just call me happy.
<laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, definitely check out Vape Have on all those platforms there. Um, and yeah, putting it out there. It's all oh, I got an interesting name as well, mate. So it's all good. It makes us a little bit different. Uh yeah, yeah you've got a great name, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter where we are in the world, but it's very cool right. uh, where you right. are, mate. So uh it's been a pleasure and um you're very welcome. And uh yeah, and thank you to everyone for watching and listening to this show where we talk about everything on business growth. And please like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review. You can find me on LinkedIn. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube is Ethan Cassiotis or visit my website, ethancassiotis.com. If you want to grow and scale your business, you reach out to me on any platform to see if we're a good fit. And I completely agree with you, or do I? The only way we know is if you tune in next time. So until next time, remember that our business grows when we learn skills and take action using them in spite of fear. So remember to design your growth and results.